Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by me, the Reverend Mike Angel, Rector of Holy Communion, on Sunday, November 1st, 2020, the Feast of All Saints and All Souls. When I was three or four years old, my mother left me alone for just a few seconds. Everything should have been fine. She just needed to run into the house for a moment. Everything would have been fine, except that she left me with a cake she had baked for my grandfather's birthday. And before she ran back into the kitchen to grab something off the counter, my mother told me what kind of cake it was. The cake was a pineapple upside-down cake. And I was a very literal child. Now that I have one, I can tell you most toddlers are very literal. Just a few seconds she was gone, but by the time she had returned, I had turned the upside-down cake right side up. My mother has never baked that kind of cake again, at least not with me around. And today, for the Feast of All Saints, we hear Jesus' most famous teaching, the Beatitudes. We hear the center of Jesus' teaching. Jesus tells us who is blessed and implicitly who is not. And this is where the rubber meets the road for Jesus. And the list is surprising. Listen to how it starts. Happy are the people who are hopeless, Happy are the hopeless, happy are those who grieve, happy are the humble, happy are the hungry and the thirsty, happy are those who seek justice. I've often preached that Jesus wanted to turn the world upside down. You can hear it in the list. Blessed are the hungry, blessed are the hopeless, blessed are those who grieve. A few years ago now, Jillian Smith from our congregation and I, uh, we were chaplains for our Episcopal summer camp, Camp Phoenix. Uh, we thought that we were clever. Uh, see, we decided to take the theme for camp that year as the world turned upside down. We wanted to teach Jesus, but we also wanted to nod to Hamilton, the Broadway musical, The World Turned Upside Down is a chorus in the show. Very few of the kids, it turned out, had heard the music. Our jokes were lost on the 11-year-olds. We had fun, and I hope we learned something together about Jesus. But I've found myself wondering, these past few weeks, whether even Lin-Manuel Miranda, the author of Hamilton, had it backwards. I wonder if I've been preaching the gospel all wrong. These past weeks, as I've watched the frightening news, I've been thinking about Jesus, and I've been listening about this version of Christianity that says that my husband and I should never have been able to get legally married. I, we should not have been allowed to adopt our son. That version of Christianity seems ascendant. The U.S. Senate seems more interested in curtailing access to rights than in securing access to health care and relief from the virus. And these past weeks, I've been frustrated and scared and depressed. 
and I've been thinking about Jesus. I wonder, did Jesus want to turn the world upside down? Or did Jesus want to turn the world right side up? We make a bold claim in the church. We make a bold claim. We say that Jesus is divine, and Jesus is God, and Jesus is the incarnation of the second person of the Trinity, the Word made flesh, logos, sarx, agenito. That is a claim so bold that at times I have to take a step back. I have to take a step back and think about what it means. For me, this morning, as we hear the Beatitudes in a sick, tired, and oppressive world, I need Jesus' words. I need the gospel not to be about turning the world upside down, but about turning the world right side up. If Jesus is God, then Jesus is naming the world as it should be. Jesus is naming the world as it is designed to be. Jesus, in the Beatitudes, is naming the world as it was made to be. The poor, the hungry, the mournful, those who seek after justice, those who make peace— in God's world, these are exactly, exactly the people who are blessed. This is the world right side up. We live in an upside down world. We really do. And it's making us sick. It's exhausting. The upside down world cannot last. Today we remember the saints. We remember those holy women, those holy men, those holy people who, who went before us in faith. Today we remember the capital S saints. We remember the people like St. Francis and Polly Murray and Thurgood Marshall and Dr. King. We remember those who caught a glimpse of the world as it should be. We remember those who did their part to try and turn the world right side up. We remember those who helped us to see the world as it should be. We remember the lowercase saints as well. Remember the people in our own lives who have gone before us and pointed us to God and have pointed us in the right direction. We celebrate All Saints Day on the cusp of an election, and this is perhaps the hardest sermon for me to preach this way to a camera like this in all these months. I wish I could look around this room right now for strength from the congregation. I wish I could look in Martha Bond's eyes and get a hug from Mary Allen. I wish I could get a laugh out of Gretchen Wilkes and have Mary Duba whisper something encouraging and funny in my ear as she made her way through the line at the end of the service. These are days that have been hard to wait. And this waiting is harder because we can't do it palpably together. But since we can't, since safety means an abundance of caution, remember the words of a couple of saints today. Dr. King once said this, one of the greatest problems of history is that the concepts of love and power are usually contrasted as polar opposites. What is needed is a realization that power without love is reckless and abusive, and that love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power without love is reckless and abusive. Love without power is sentimental and anemic. 
William Sloan Coffin once preached, that Easter, Easter has less to do with one person's escape from the grave than with the victory of seemingly powerless love over loveless power. For too long, the hungry, the meek, the humble, those who thirst for righteousness, those who grieve, those whose lives have been kept down by systemic racism and homophobia and gender discrimination, for too long, God's people have been kept seemingly powerless. I don't know what will happen Tuesday. I don't. God, I wish I did. I don't know if we will know what will have happened Tuesday for a while. And that makes me nervous. This waiting makes me nervous. But I do know that God is conspiring with us, even now. God longs to turn the world right side up. God longs to unleash power in God's world. God longs to make a change. I also know, no matter how things turn out in the election, we will have work to do. Washington can't do it alone. Whoever is president, the work of Holy Communion will be pretty much the same. We need to make a difference with love. We need to make a difference with love. We need to turn our little corner of the world right side up, and we can only do it with love. Whether you shout with joy in the week ahead or you find yourself harassed and insulted, grieving and humble, Take heart, taste and see that God is good. Those who fear God lack nothing. St. Teresa of Avila told us, God has no hands now but yours. Whatever happens Tuesday for us, it's time to turn the world right side up. Amen.